Hello, friends. My name is Hannah, and you are listening to She Reads, They Eat, a podcast for all of my fellow literature lovers or for anyone wondering what they should read next. I cover all kinds of reads from children's book to classic literature to science fiction and fantasy. I read, you listen, and my Patreon community sends 90% of their proceeds to the hungry, thirsty, naked, sick, and needy. The other 10% is used to bring you even better content. Most of my podcast is free to listen to, but for as little as $1 a month, you can join my Patreon community for exclusive content. Thanks so much for listening today, and let's dive right into today's reads. Hello, welcome back to another episode of She Reads, They Eat. Thank you for sticking around. I know last week I did a re-release, but this week I am back sharing some new content with you. So I did this, oh, maybe three weeks ago, two weeks, yeah, three weeks ago, I did a author spotlight covering one of the authors who was born that week and whose birthday week it was. So this week I'm doing the same thing. So we are covering the birthday week of the last week of June. So the 22nd of June till the end of June. And I know that's a little bit more than a week, but third week ends the 21st. So that's how we're doing it. So I'm going to start off today by sharing about authors born this week. Listen carefully and guess on your own which one I'm going to be spotlighting. And then we'll cover an author spotlight. We'll tell you a little bit about that person's life, uh, some of their thoughts, their quotes, etc. Then we'll move on and finish with our typical fun book review and um, classical or scripture reading and finish off with a couple of books on my wish list. And oftentimes I share the wish list because I'd love to get your thoughts on books that are on my wish list, especially if I haven't read them yet. Um, but I also love to let you know what I either have read and really want to purchase a copy of or what I'm excited to read. That's kind of the thought behind that. So we're going to dive right in here with authors born this week. So starting on the 22nd here, the 22nd of June was born Anne Morrow Lindbergh, Dan Brown, Eric Maria Remarque, Henry Ryder Haggard, and Octavia E. Butler. Born the 23rd of June, Anna Akhmatova, David Leavitt, Hugh Howey, Marcus Susak, Richard Bach, Sunyathi, and Winifred Holtby. Writers born on the 24th of June, again be listening and write down who you think the spotlight's going to be. The 24th of June, Ambrose Bierce, Anita Desai, Lawrence Block, Mary Wesley, Rebecca Harding Davis, and Rebecca Solnit. Writers born the 25th of June, Eric Carl, George Orwell, Linda Spalding, P.H. Newby, and Jan Martell. Writers born the 26th of June, Edith Perlman, Lori Lee, Lev Grossman, Nicholas Hogg, Pearl S. Buck. Writers born the 27th of June, Alice McDermott, Anita DeMott, E.R. Braithwaite, Helen Keller, Lucille Clifton, Simon Sebag Montefiore, Taju Cole. Writers born the 28th of June, Amy Bender, Asa Larson, Deborah Mogak, Eric Ambler, 
and Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Just a few more days here. Writers born the 29th of June, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, Brice de J. Pancake, Brian Herbert, Charlotte Bingham, Quentin Jardine, and writers born the 30th of June, Adam Roberts, Asai de Jabbar, Cesla Milos, Dina Mengestu, Jose Emilio Pacheco, and Winston Graham. So, I know that was a lot of names. See if you got it guessed right. There are a lot of even well-known authors that were born in June. So, dun -dun -dun, the answer is Octavia Butler is who we're going to be spotlighting today. Some of you may have guessed that because my wish list book a couple weeks ago was one I have read by her titled Kindred that I absolutely loved and would really like to own a copy of. So, Octavia Butler. I'm going to start with her biography and then I'm going to move on to some of her quotes. So, uh, writer Octavia Estelle Butler was born in Pasadena, California on June 22nd, 1947. Later breaking new ground as a woman and an Amer African American in the realm of science fiction. Butler thrived in a genre typically dominated by white males. She lost her father at a young age and was raised by her mother. To support the family, her mother worked as a maid. As a child, Butler was known for her shyness and her impressive height. She was dyslexic, but she didn't let this challenge deter her from developing a love of books. Butler started creating her own stories early on, and she decided to make her writing her life's work around the age of 10. She later earned an associate degree from Pasadena City College. Butler also studied her craft with Harlan Ellison at the Clarion Fiction Writers Workshop. Then we're going to move on to her books. Books Patternist series. To make ends meet, Butler took all sorts of jobs while maintaining a strict writing schedule. She was known to work for several hours very early in the morning each day. In 1976, Butler published her first novel, Pattern Master. This book would ultimately become part of an ongoing storyline about a group of people with telepathic powers called Patternists. The other related titles are Mind of My Mind in 1977, Wild Seed in 1980, and Clay's Ark 1984. Butler's publishing house would later group the works as the Patternist series, presenting them in a different reading order from when they were chronologically published. Ooh, I'm going to have to read those. In 1979, Butler had a career breakthrough with Kindred. The novel tells the story of an African-American woman who travels back in time to save a white slave owner, her own ancestor. In part, Butler drew some inspiration from her mother's work. I didn't like seeing her go through back doors, she once said, according to the New York Times. If my mother hadn't put up with all those humiliations, I wouldn't have eaten very well or lived very comfortably. So I wanted to write a novel that would make others feel the history, the pain and fear that black people have had to live through in order to endure. Literary Awards for some writers, science fiction serves as means to delve into fantasy, but for Butler, it largely served as a vehicle to address issues facing humanity. It was this passionate interest in the human experience that imbued her work with a certain depth and complexity. 
In the mid-1980s, Butler began to receive critical recognition for her work. She won the 1984 Best Short Story Hugo Award for Speech Sounds. That same year, the novelette Blood Child won a Nebula Award and later a Hugo as well. In the late 1980s, Butler published her Xenogenesis trilogy, Dawn, 1987, Adulthood Rights, 1988, and Imago, in 1989. This series of books explores issues of genetics and race. To ensure their mutual survival, humans reproduce with aliens known as the Oankali. Butler received much praise for this trilogy. She went on to write the two installment parable series, Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents, in 93 and 98. In 1995, Butler received a Genius Grant from the MacArthur Foundation, becoming the first science fiction writer to do so, which allowed her to buy a house for her mother and herself. In 1999, Butler abandoned her native California to move north to Seattle, Washington. She was a perfectionist with her work and spent several years grappling with writer's block. Her efforts were hampered by her ill health and the medication she took. After starting and discarding numerous projects, Butler wrote her last novel, Fledgling, which was an innovative take on the concept of vampires and family structures, the later being one of her work's prevailing themes. On February 24, 2006, Butler died at her Seattle home. She was 58 years old. With her death, the literary world lost one of its great storytellers. She is remembered, as Gregory Hampton wrote in Callaloo, as writer of, quote, stories that blurred the lines of distinction between reality and fantasy, end quote. And through her work, quote, she revealed universal truths, end quote. A quick line from her on this same biography, quotes, I wanted to write a novel that would make others feel the history, the pain and fear that black people have had to live through in order to endure. And let's go find a few more of her quotes. Some more things that were said by her. Maybe just a moment here. <laughs> she said, I just knew there were stories I wanted to tell. She said, fantasy is totally wide open. All you really have to do is follow the rules you've set. But if you're writing about science, you have to first learn what you're writing about. And three, first forget inspiration. Habit is more dependable. Habit will sustain you whether you're inspired or not. Habit will help you finish and polish your stories. Inspiration won't. Habit is persistent in practice. I find that quote uh, a little more eliminating since it talked about her biography talks about her struggling with writer's block and perfectionism. So that kind of gives you uh, more of a peek into how she struggled with that or what her thoughts in writing were around that. She also said, I was attracted to science fiction because it was so wide open. I was able to do anything and there were no walls to hem you in and there was no human condition that you were stopped from examining. She said, you don't start out writing good stuff. You start out writing crap and thinking it's good stuff. And then gradually you get better at it. That's why I say one of the most valuable traits is persistence. Again, so we see persistence and habit were trademarks in her writing style. Another, she also said a workshop is a way of renting an audience and making sure you're communicating what you think you're communicating. 
It's so easy as a young writer to think you've been very clear when in fact you haven't. She said writing is one of the few professions in which you can psychoanalyze yourself, get rid of hostilities and frustrations in public, and get paid for it. Another quote, write every day, no excuses. It's so easy to make excuses. Even professional writers have days when they'd rather clean the toilet than do the writing. <laughs> she said, I think writers are absolutely everything that happens to us. And surely if I had had a different sort of childhood and still come out a writer, I'd be a different kind of writer. Ooh, she said, when your rage is choking you, it is best to say nothing. She said, choose your leaders with wisdom and forethought. To be led by a coward is to be controlled by all that the coward fears. To be led by a fool is to be led by the opportunists who control the fool. To be led by a thief is to offer up your most precious treasures to be stolen. To be led by a liar is to be asked to be lied to. To be led by a tyrant is to sell yourself and those you love into slavery. Wow. That is a very powerful quote. Hmm. I could definitely see the truth of that. She said, I began writing about power because I had so little. And then the last quote I have from her, people have the right to call themselves whatever they like. That doesn't bother me. It's other people doing the calling that bothers me. Wow, she had some good quotes there. Those are pretty amazing. I hope you enjoyed that and I really encourage you to pick up Kindred or maybe you'd enjoy picking up one of her series. But personally, when I'm trying out a new author, my style may not be yours at all, but my style is usually to pick up one of their single books if they have them um, and get to know if I enjoy their writing or their topic or their genre or the way they write in their genre, etc. before I dive into a series, which I feel requires more commitment. So that's my style. I don't know what yours is. If you have read Octavia Butler or you decide to read her because of this podcast, I would love to hear some of your thoughts on her or on any of these uh, writing thoughts that she had or anything around it. So um, I am going to do a book review. So I'm going to say Right now, the book review I decide to do today, I find funny, but you may have a different sense of humor than me. It's mature material. So right here at 1350, I'll put in the show notes, stop listening because if you are a younger audience or uncomfortable audience, if you're uncomfortable with something you would consider innuendo, I would avoid this. Um, it's just for more mature audiences who have more similar of a sense of humor to me. And I will put in the show notes when I finish reading this book review so that you can just skip to that section. So stop at 1350 and start where the show notes tell you to start. For the mature content here. So, mature content starting now. The book that I found through a Reddit feed um, was uh, the title of this book is Natural Harvest, a collection of semen based recipes. And yes, this is a real thing. Um, and it actually has those recipes. And apparently, there are similar books. To this one, such as Semenology, the Semen Bartender's Handbook, or Cooking with Semen, 50 Delicious Recipes. So this is apparently not an abnormal thing. 
And I mean, I suppose we've talked about eating placentas after birth and things like that. So well, it is what it is. But here's one of my favorite reviews on it. Somebody gave it five stars and said, I love this. It's hidden with my other cookbooks in the kitchen. So rarely anyone notices. When someone does, though, it's hilarious. <laughs> I found that quite funny. That whole concept, quite hilarious to you know, be glancing through someone's cookbooks and to see that. I could see how that would cause quite a start. So now at 1537, we're going to move on. So. Today, I wanted to share with you my quote. Let me see. So instead of, uh, or I sometimes do literary, lar- I'm sorry, literary, and sometimes I do a scriptural quote. So today I decided to do a scriptural quote, um, which is pretty much what my Patreon community and this podcast and Uh, my title, She Reads, They Eats, is what this is all about. So I'm going to read to you from Matthew 25, starting in 31. And it's a little bit of a longer passage, about 15 verses. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from his goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So when they get to heaven and God separates the righteous from the unrighteous, does he say to the righteous, well done, you read your Bible every day. Well done, you talked to me every day. Well done, you went to church regularly and were in communion with other people like you. Uh, Well done, you voted for the person who prayed the most. No. He says, the righteous are the ones who feed my sheep, who clothe the naked. I was sick and you visited me. And then this one, I didn't even remember this was in here. I was in prison and you came to me. This is why you, for me, I will feed every homeless person. 
and I do not care in the least if they've ever done drugs, if they made bad financial decisions, and that's why they're there, what their sexual identity is, what, why they're hungry, why they're naked, what has brought them there. I do not care in the least because I don't see Jesus differentiating between this here. He even says we should go take care of those who were put in prison. He doesn't say he was put in prison unfairly. He said all of those that were put in prison, all of those that are in this state, you took care of them. And thus I know that you love me and that's what makes you righteous. And that's what this page is about. And that is why that is my larger purpose in life. Um, yeah, so I shouldn't harp on that too much. Let me move on really quick to my book my wish list, my wish list for me, I am hoping to read or get a copy of this book titled Wintering by Catherine May. So Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times by Catherine May. Yes, wintering is all about the hard times in life and why rest and retreat are essential to our growth. Someone who read it said, they said, I personally really enjoyed reading a book that was philosophical and almost mystical without being religious. And May's use of literary references spoke to my heart. Ooh, literary references. Well, isn't that just my favorite? And then as for a children's book on our wish list, I have, just a moment. <laughs> Let's see. The World Made a Rainbow by Michelle Robinson. Looks like one I would really like to have. Or A Superhero by You by Dr. Range. Those are a couple I would like to read. I think they sound great. A Superhero Like You, I believe, was made um, during In the Throes of COVID, talking about the medical and essential worker superheroes, specifically the medical superheroes who risk their lives every day to go into work. So those are a couple of books on my wish list. And that's all I have for my podcast today. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. And hopefully I will be back next week with a, a current read synopsis. So we'll talk to you later. Have a great day. love this episode and would love to hear additional episodes, have access to extra content, and are passionate about caring for the needy as I am, I encourage you to check out my Patreon page. You can find it at www.patreon.com shereads. There are different levels at which you can help. One dollar a month gets you early access to all my free episodes and could help plant three potato plants to feed the hungry. $5 a month gets you two book lists a month in addition to early access, as well as some additional read-aloud podcasts and could buy a coat or shoes for a homeless person. $10 a month gives you access to all of my episodes, book lists, and more while helping a poor family afford hygiene products or allowing local gardeners to plant three extra rows of plants in their garden to give people in great need. Again, you can find that at www.patreon.com slash shereads. Thanks so much for listening today, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.